So tonight I would like to invite Ravi and Ron to join me as we sit around this table and discuss God's word. I pray that you would do the same at home, that it would be a time if you have a family there that you'd all get involved. Um, and if you're alone, then after this evening's service, I ask you to call one of your friends and discuss what we've discussed this evening. So many of you know that I've been meditating on God's word, especially as it pertains to faith. And um, so one of the scriptures that I've been med meditating on lately is Romans 1, 16 and uh, 17. So would you read this with me? I believe we have it up there. Yes. For I am not ashamed of the good news, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who trusts, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In it, the righteousness of God is revealed from trust to trust, as it is written, but the righteous shall live by emunah, or by faith. In, that's the TLV translation. The NASB uh, talks instead of saying trust, it says believes. And then later on it says uh, that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Now, you might think that being a Messianic rabbi that I would be talking about to the Jew first. But that's not what we're talking about this evening, even though that's in the scripture. What we're talking about this evening is something that, you know, when you meditate on God's word, all of a sudden phrases pop out at you that have never popped out before. Did you notice that? And that's what happened to me. So when I read that righteousness, the righteousness of God is revealed, and I'm assuming now that it's talking about revealed in the good news from the verse before it, I started thinking, what does that mean? So I brought in the experts here to help us discuss what is the righteousness of God and how should we look at this scripture? What does this phrase mean to you? So maybe Ravi, would you start out? With the, uh, the righteousness of God, I was uh, in a Bible study with some friends uh, a few weeks ago, and we looked uh, at another verse in Romans, uh, in Romans chapter 3, and it's, it's said there about righteousness. It said, God set forth Yeshua as an atonement through faith in his blood to show his righteousness in passing, in passing over sins already committed. And it was crazy to me because how I usually think about righteousness is God's standards are so high. And yet here it's saying that God's righteousness is expressed in him looking over sin. God's righteousness is in that he passes it over. And I think what is maybe stands out to me most about the good news is it has two facets to it about the righteousness of God. On the one hand, it takes sin and evil so seriously. I mean, in every other uh, faith, religion, and worldview, you, there are things that are uh, good, there are things that are not good, 
And yet they would say, you're human, you're going to make mistakes, you want to live a good life so it balances out in the end, the good outweighs the bad. But only in the scriptures do we see a God who takes sin so seriously that nothing can be overlooked. And yet at the same time, through the sacrifice of Yeshua, righteousness at the same time means that God can pass over our sin because it's completely wiped away. Uh, Oh, go ahead. Ron? What struck me, several things struck me, we could spend a lot of time uh, just on this particular scriptures or these two scriptures. But the fact that the righteousness of God is revealed through the good news clearly says that God is righteous. But how, how does that affect us? So it's easy for God to say that he's righteous, but how does that affect us? What are we to do? In, in the end of this scripture, it says, but the righteous shall live by faithfulness. So God, God is faithful. We can depend on God because he is faithful. Hence the, the good news. He sent his son, his only son, as a sacrifice for us because he knows our sinful nature. And that kept us separate from God. So this allows us, in his faithfulness, in his righteousness to draw close to God. He sent us. He sent his son for us as the atonement for our sin so that we could draw closer to God. So the righteousness here is not only that God is righteous, but it allows us, it allows us to live in faith of God and who he is. Well, one of the things that I was thinking about, I was trying to figure out what is the righteousness of God? What is righteousness? And um, when I thought of righteousness, I really thought of mercy and compassion. Um, and, and to me, that's what righteousness is all about. And as I looked at some other scriptures, I, I looked at Matthew 25, 44 to 46, which talks about the righteous at the end of it in verse 46. It says the righteous, but the righteous into everlasting life. So the, there's something about being righteous that allows you to go into everlasting life. And yet we see that in this particular scripture, they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, feeding the hungry and, and the stranger and, and clothing the naked and, and, and dealing with the sick or those in prison. And, and so it's kind of interesting that um, we see the compassion here and we see the importance of compassion. And then we think of, well, the good news is all about compassion and mercy because we certainly didn't deserve it. And so... It's God's mercy and compassion that allows us to receive the atonement that you both have talked about, and yet it's, it's something that we need to seek for. We need to be more compassionate. And, and as we're more compassionate, as we show more mercy, I believe we then will be seen as righteous. Other thoughts? Jump in. One of the questions I had for myself was, how do I live more by faithfulness, being, being faithful? 
And I thought of this, I looked at this as, as a moral virtue. Uh, being faithful is, is a moral virtue. It affects our actions and it provides a guideline or a standard for us in our decisions. And uh, it has to do with, with trusting in God. We, if, if we're going to be righteous, righteous we have faith in God. It, it's the good news shows us the power of God's God for the salvation to everyone who believes. And so we have faith in that, and that should lead to action. It's trust that comes from faith, but how does that affect us? We should be morally standing at a higher value or higher virtue because of our faith in God and because who he is to us. He lives inside of us, and we need to do that. People need to be able to trust us when we speak, that we're speaking in a way that glorifies God or that serves a purpose for him. Well, you know, it says again here that the righteousness of God is revealed from trust to trust. So, okay, if it was revealed by trust, I think I would understand it because we are trusting that the mercy of God, is that what it's referring to? But from trust to trust, what, why do you think it, it, it is like this? What, do you, either of you have any ideas to why trust and trust, from trust to trust? Simply to me, it meant trust to trust from situation to situation, as the situation that the whole world is in right now. We, certainly we can't trust in ourselves. We can't trust in, in, in what we read or even what we hear because this is a giant mystery. Hopefully we're getting to the solution, but what, who are we trusting in now? The only one that we can trust in is the Lord. So from situation to situation, we need, he is faithful, he is righteous, from trusting situation to trusting situation. Right, and, it, and it, then it says at the end, the righteous shall live by faith. And so to understand the righteousness of God has to be through that portal of our faith, I believe. It's it, people who, are, who do not have faith probably don't see the righteousness of God. In fact, isn't it often when you speak about things like the Holocaust and, and people will say, where was God? They don't understand who God is. They don't understand because you have to see God by faith. Any thoughts? Yeah. As, we, as we look to see God through that faith and you talked about the situations we face, face, those then become opportunities to move from one level of trust, I think, to a greater level of trust and as we do that, we can see God's righteousness more clearly. It can become more revealed. We can see it more. And then I think the great thing about it is that it's transformative. As, as we see God more clearly, he trans us, transforms us to be more like him, to have that heart of compassion more and more. And as we grow in trust, we become more like him and more righteous. And uh, it's a great flywheel, I think. So when we see what he's done through our faith, it strengthens us, and so everything is, is faith is, is just as we know, it's a requirement. Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We understand that. 
but there are so many tangible benefits to our faith, and, and one of them is to really see who God is. Uh, an interesting scripture that, that I found was in, in Titus 3, 4 through 7. It says, but when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, not by deeds of righteousness, which we had done ourselves, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the mikvah or the immersion of rebirth and renewing of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, whom he abundantly poured out on us through Messiah Yeshua, our Savior, so that being set right by his grace, we might become heirs with the confident hope of eternal life. So again, it's God's grace, it's his mercy, it's his kindness that allow you know, as I read this verse, I feel like there's this shower coming upon me of, of beauty uh, that God has in store for us. By, by just knowing him, you, you get a sense of, of the beauty that he wants to have in us. And, and you know, it makes me feel stronger about not letting him down when I'm not kind, when I'm not merciful, when I, when I am not showing uh, the kind of things that he shows for us. And yeah, any, any other thoughts about this? Any other scriptures that come to mind? Or? I do have another scripture that I really wanted to, to mention, and, and that is uh, 1 Peter 2.24. It says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we, removed from sins, might live for righteousness. And so be besides the kindness that is part of righteousness, I think another part of righteousness is sacrifice, being sacrificial. That, because if you're not caring about your own self, and you're caring about others more, then it seems like that's a very righteous behavior, as we would call it. And here we see that Yeshua was sacrificing himself, so not only to show God's righteousness, but so that we could actually live in righteousness by removing our sin. And I, I just find that so amazing. Uh, I, I just find it amazing. It, it is to, to grow closer to him, to show us to have the roadmap, if you would, to how we can draw closer to him. Now, you know, some of us have characteristics, uh, different characteristics where we may be more faithful in some ways and not as faithful just by our human nature. But he gives us the opportunity really to have the whole package with the help of his Holy Spirit, you know, to guide us and to prompt us. But to have that perspective is so important to, to be able to know that we win, to know the finish line, to know that God has already provided the victory to us. It's our job to walk through it. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to go through 
times like we are now, we're not going to have loss. We're, we're going to go through the whole gamut of life here on Earth, but to know that we're just walking through it, even through this situation, as difficult and as horrible as it is for so many people, we are going to get through this. There is a victory. So if we can keep our eyes focused beyond the immediate situation and focus beyond and keep drawing close to him, to praise him, and even in bad times, that's going to carry us through so that when we get to the other side of the, any situation, we'll be prepared, we'll be ready, we'll be in the state of mind to be able to receive all that he has for us. Well, an another thing, as I said, um, I kind of started with the idea that righteousness involves mercy. And when I think of Romans 4, 5 through 8, I, I, I really love this because it shows us how we are to have a heart for people who don't believe the way we believe. And so it says here, but to the one who does not work, but trusts in him, who justifies the ungodly, his trust is credited as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. And what I picture by this verse is that even people who are ungodly and, and, and they're just not righteous people, but at that moment when they trust in Yeshua as their Messiah, at that moment, God changes everything and brings them into the kingdom of God and, and makes them righteous before him. That, to me, is, is amazing because oftentimes that's not our reaction when people disagree with us. But, um, but I think, so when, when we ask people to consider, and I don't know who's watching this evening, but when we ask you to consider to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, the reasoning behind it is that we want to see you righteous in God's eyes. And that will happen if you repent before the Lord, if you receive Yeshua as your Messiah in your heart, and you say that you're willing to dedicate your life to him, make him number one. So what I'd ask is if that is you, I'd love for you to, you can text us, email us, send us a little Facebook note, but if you have received Yeshua as your Messiah, we would like to know that. We'd like to bless you with a, a book and, and some further reading materials to start you off on, on your life with the Lord. The other thing I would mention is this. We would hope, I mean, I know this is a short discussion that we had, and there's so much more to talk about. But my heart is that if your family is there, that you'll have a discussion about righteousness with your family. But again, as I said before, if there is nobody at home and you're all alone, 
call somebody up and talk to them about righteousness. You know, this uh, Facebook Live program it also ends up on our Facebook uh, page. And so if somebody didn't hear this discussion, you just say, well, go on to the Shoresh David Facebook page and listen to the discussion, and then we'll talk about it. It'll, excuse me, it'll also be archived on our website. Right. And, and so um, you can hear the different scriptures we've used if you didn't write them down, and you can have a great conversation.